is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hello, everybody. So this is going to be a quick episode on the flip side of being a chronically late person. So we all know that it's rude. We all know that it sends a message to people that their time is less important than ours. We all know that when we are late, we really, really, really should not, you know, go into a story and I'm so sorry and this is why it happened and make excuses. We all know that we should never lie about why we were late. I think most people know that. Most Anyone who's in any sort of personal growth journey, they know that. Maybe we didn't know that before, but we know it now. I, myself, I will out myself. If you don't know me, I have always been late and I've always been known to be late and have a reputation that is so strong that when I am on time, they still think I'm late or they expect me to be late. And it's shocking to me when I am on time. Now, I've made so much progress, really just, I I would say probably in the last less than a year. And I realized it had nothing to do with trying to be on time. It was all about as I'm working on my own issue of not loving myself, I have found myself to be more and more prompt. So this could be an hour-long episode, but it's just a quick one. We're starting off your week now uh, with just something to chew on, and then I'm going to dig into it in another episode. So I just want you to look at someone in your life who is chronically late. It's so irritating and it's so frustrating, isn't it? What you enable, you invite. So if you keep tolerating them being late, 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 without having a clear conversation and a clear boundary, but then you make little passive aggressive comments, which a lot of people do that to me, jokes or are you actually going to be on time? Well, we know you're always late. What if you decided to have a loving but very firm conversation and say, here's the thing. I just am not okay with this anymore. Every time we have lunch or every time we meet, you're 10 or 15 minutes late and it doesn't feel good to me. And so um, I'm either going to start coming 15 minutes late or 30 minutes late and let you wait, or I'm just not going to make appointments with you anymore. That would be actually a loving and kind way to confront the tardiness of somebody. Or you could decide to say, you know, when are you going to start loving yourself enough and valuing yourself enough that you show up for yourself so that you can be on time for other people? I know that's a bold question, but that would be a great question to ask someone like me who's late a lot. What doesn't work is what a lot of us are doing. We sit back and tolerate it and then we bitch and complain about it behind their back or we make passive aggressive comments to them. So remember, if if you're not going to change it and you're enabling it, you're inviting it. And for those of you who are like me, who have always 
been late and have that reputation, obviously we could do another episode and I probably will. Some of that is just a bunch of recycled information though. You know, you know, you know, you know that it's rude and it doesn't land well for people. You know all that. But I want to, I want to turn it around and look at it from a different vantage point. I want everyone to look at people who are chronically late are people who are self-sabotaging. It feels like it's aimed toward the person that they are inconveniencing by being late, but it's actually not. The ramification does ripple out to them, but truly it's a self-sabotage. The the person who's chronically late, it comes from so many places probably, but I want to list three possible reasons that people are chronically late. And it could be a combination of all of them. It could be one more than the other, but usually it's all three of them a little bit. So the first is a lack of self-love. I mean, they don't like and love themselves enough to hold themselves accountable because that is self-love. To hold myself accountable, to show up when I say I'm going to show up and to be my word, it really has nothing to do with other people. It's a lack of integrity with me. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm not doing it because I don't love myself enough to truly honor my own word. And it's actually kind of sad when you think about it like that. It's a lack of self-love in that I don't care enough about myself to keep myself from having that horrible feeling. And if you never run late, I'm telling you, it's an awful feeling. I'm like, why do I sign up for this every time? It's awful. It's a feeling of I'm a piece of shit. I always do this. I'm such a disappointment. I'm sweating and my heart's racing and I'm rushing to get there. Now, I did that every time I had to go anywhere for so many years. That's not my story anymore, although many times I still am late, but it looks a little different. But that experience right there, that's a form of self-torture. Someone who loves herself does not do that to herself. Someone who loves herself does not beat herself up and say things like that and create a, a, an experience over and over and over and over where she keeps feeling that wound. Because that experience of being 10, 15 minutes late is, I mean, it's, it's almost excruciating. It's a horrible feeling. Now, if you're hardly ever late, it means nothing. But if you're someone who's chronically late and you're disappointing people and frustrating people and you're letting yourself down, you're probably a perfectionist. You're probably type A. Oh no, type A people are always prompt. No, not true. Many of them are, but a lot of us are not. And so lots of perfectionism means I have such high standards for myself while I don't love myself. Okay, those don't match up. And it shows up in ways like this. So as I'm going somewhere and I know that I'm going to be late, just the pain that I inflict on myself, many of you do too, that shows that we truly don't love ourselves to the capacity, right, that we can and that we should. Because we aren't, it's not just the way we're talking to ourselves. It's that we're not, it's not just that we're beating ourselves up. It's that we keep doing it over and over again. I mean, the truth is, if you're going to be late like that, give yourself grace. You can give yourself a firm boundary while giving yourself grace. I stopped beating myself up and shaming myself and I found myself to be more prompt after that. Because that experience of beating myself up in a sick way, it felt good. In a sick way, many of you listening right now know exactly what I'm talking about. It feels familiar. It's a familiar feeling probably from childhood that we don't even remember. How could it be familiar if we don't remember it? Because it's familiar in our body. Okay, I'm gonna t- that's going to take me to point two. 
The first one was lack of self-love. The second way that being chronically late is self-sabotage is that it's a memory in our body. We have embodied the pattern, the habit, but also the feeling around being late from childhood. Or being late reminds us of the a feeling of self-sabotage from our childhood, and that just scratches the itch for us. Does that make sense? So if I'm late all the time, even though it doesn't seem connected, the feeling I have about being late, the shame, all of that is connected to how I felt as a child. So I'm like, oh, that's familiar. And unknowingly, unknowingly, this is why grace, 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 unknowingly, we keep reactivating that and picking that scab and picking that scab and doing that over and over again. But what? how else can it be in your body? Well, I'll tell you my story. So for me, um, and, and God love my mom, no judgment here whatsoever at all, because my kids could be on here judging me. <laughs> um, we were late everywhere. My mom was always late. I remember on Wednesday nights, she had bowling night, and I would be down there talking to the friend of hers who was picking her up, her friends yelling to her, E, let's go, let's go, Elena, let's go, come on, come on, gonna be late. And I would have her, her bowling ball and bag all ready to go to hand to her right when she walked out the door to try to help her. You wonder why I'm codependent, trying to help her not be late. We were rushing around everywhere all the time. Everywhere we went, we were always late. And I remember being in Los Angeles and we were supposed to catch a flight home to Indiana. I could not have been more than five or six years old. And I remember my uncle putting me on a bar stool and shoving shoes and socks on me so fast and so hard that I was like, ow, 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 ow. And he's like, it's okay, it's okay, we gotta go, we gotta go. And he was a police officer. And he put us in his police car, put the lights on and flew to the airport. And that's the only way we even made it. So it was in my body and still is. The memory is in my body. Remember, we talk about the fact that all of our trauma, all of our feelings and experiences, many times if they're too much for us, too much for our brain to process, too painful, et cetera, our brain will stick them in our body. And they stay there. They really do stay there. There's a book I've mentioned many times called The Body Keeps the Score. And it's a brilliant book to read, which proves that this is true. So saying that a memory like this is in the body is really important because it's not just that it's there. It's that we haven't released it. So we will keep this pattern up because it's our norm. It's normal for me to feel rushed when I go somewhere. I don't know how else to feel. My entire life, I was late to school. I was late. I was always late. And there was stress around it. And I saw my mom anxious and, and oh my God, we got to hurry, we got to hurry, we got to hurry. And rushing, grabbing my arm. Hurry, we got to get win. We got to go, we go. And that is all I know about arriving somewhere is that feeling, that adrenaline, but also the, the shame and the anxiety around it. So what did I do? Then I grew up and as a young adult, And then as an adult, even as a mother, I did the same thing. I was late everywhere. And I'm like, why do I do this to myself? What is wrong with me? Well, one, we already mentioned it. It's a lack of self-love. But two, it's all I know. It's literally in my DNA, not passed down from my mother, you know, truly that way. But, you know, I don't know if you, many of you probably do know this, that trauma does get stuck in our body and passed through in our DNA. And so... It's just in me and and sort of who I am, my false self, by the way, of course, not my highest self, but my false self, it's who I am. It's, it's all I know. So how could I not be that way? And it's a really good trigger of shame and pain from my childhood because I had so much shame and pain in my childhood. So subconsciously, it's like, 
it is like picking a scab. I, I want to pick it, but I don't. Oh, it's going to hurt and bleed, but oh, I want to pick it. And that's how it feels. So when you look at someone who's chronically late, remember, they are not intending, even though they are, and you need to ha- you need to set a boundary and be clear with them. Even though they are, they don't intend to hurt you or disrespect you in any way. They are in this loop. The third way that being chronically late is a form of self-sabotage is it's people-pleasing. Wait a minute. How is it people-pleasing? If I'm a people-pleaser, I'm going to be there early. Well, it's people-pleasing with resentment. Okay? So I will say that I'm going to meet you for lunch at 12 o'clock. The truth is, I've also said that I would do five other things. So I'm people-pleasing and saying yes when I need to say no, or passive-aggressively, subconsciously, I'm being light because I resent the fact that I said yes to this. I know that I have done this. I've never said, well, I'm going to be late just to piss her off. It's subconscious. It's the resentment even that I hold for myself. Why do I say yes to all these people? Why do I make everything about every woman but me? Why do we overcommit? Why did I freaking say I would do this? And then somehow I'm late. Now, there are other things that I know many of you understand. Like if you're like ADD, I don't know if you follow Shailene Johnson. She's hilarious. And she talks about people, adults who have ADD and ADHD, and they don't mean to be late, but it's like they think they can do so much in so little time. That's very me. You know, I'm like, I'll be early. I will be 30 minutes ahead of time. And then all of a sudden I'll get distracted and do five other things and go, shit. And then I'm running out the door. You know, there's a hilarious TikTok out there. (laughs) I'm laughing, picturing it. Someone sent it to me and said, does it look familiar? Just picture this. Okay, so you're looking at a kitchen and you see no one in the kitchen, just a kitchen. But then the text says, see you at seven o'clock. Okay, and then it says me at 710. And you see someone fly down the stairs and like jump and fall on the floor. They've got eight bags and everything's falling and they're scrambling and they're sweating and they're falling and they're tripping to get to the door and try to hurry up and get out. You are my people. <laughs> I love you. I'm giving you lots of grace. I know you're giving me grace and we got to get our shit together. How do you get your shit together? Oh gosh, you can go to all these coaches and listen to experts about how to be on time and they give you systems and they give you have four watches. It doesn't matter. In my opinion, that doesn't matter. It's about self-love, recognizing trauma and experiences that are in our body. What are we recreating and what's just there that needs to come out? And resentment, passive-aggressive behavior connected to people-pleasing. It'd be a lot easier just to buy a watch, I know. Anyway, sink your teeth into that. Let me know what you think and have an awesome week. Thank you so much for joining me on BU. I know there was something in this episode you were meant to hear. So let me know in a DM on Instagram at Jill Herman BU. Be sure to subscribe to the BU podcast. And if you have iTunes, I would so appreciate you rating the podcast and leaving a comment with your biggest aha or takeaway. Sharing a screenshot of this episode on your story is the best way for us to reach women just like you. And if you send a link to a friend, let her know what unique quality she has that the world needs more of. If this is your first visit, welcome to our BU Collective, where we get honest about what it takes to find our true self so we can set her free and start living.